3: NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: It's Friday, November the 18th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast.
3: That is the voice of today's special guest, the 16-year NFL vet. He played for the Panthers. He played for the Chargers. He played for the Washington football team. He won the Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2014. He was a first-team All-Pro, a three-time Pro Bowler. He won the Bart Star Award. I don't even know what that is. Hey, he's, look,
4: when you say it like that, I kind of feel like a big deal.
3: He's Thomas Antonio Davis
4: Sr. TD, welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me again, man. I'm, I'm glad that you haven't gotten rid of me.
3: Never, never, never. You're a Friday mainstay. Tell me, what is the Bart Star Award? Shame on me. I should know what this is. You
4: no, know, it's a it's an award given to um, a player in recognition of community service work and, um, you know, just trying to be a lot like Bart Starr was um, over the course of his career and after he retired. So it was, it's definitely an honor, and they give it out at the Super Bowl
3: amazing. And of course, we consider the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award to be the highest honor bestowed to any NFL player. And yes, that supersedes even the most valuable player. Thomas Davis won that back in 2014, as I mentioned. A very special man, very special player. We're so lucky to have him every Friday for Friday answers to Sunday questions like, who wins? What's the score? Who stars? And is Justin Jefferson due for a drop? against Dallas. boom, boom, bum. Intrigue. We've got specific game totals for that Cowboys and Vikings game, also for the Chiefs and Chargers, and for the Bengals and Steelers. We will serve up the fantasy hot sauce from Adam Rank for all of you who need help this week at wide receiver. But first, this.
5: Henry throws. Touchdown! Titans. Henry took the handoff and then hit Hooper with a jump pass for a big sixer.
3: Thursday night in Green Bay, final score, Titans 27, Packers 17. Now you heard that Derrick Henry jump pass TD. Number 22 became the first player with 20 or more carries, two or more completions, a rushing TD, and a passing TD in a single game since, do you know, Sweetness. He's been mentioned already. Walter yes, Payton. sweetness. Walter Payton yeah. in 1983. The Titans improved to 7-3. and three. They remain the third seed in the AFC. How big a threat is this Titans team to the Chiefs and the Bills and everyone else with intention in that AFC?
4: I think they're a huge threat, and one of the biggest reasons is their ability to run the football with Derrick Henry and the defense From the start of the season to where they are now, they have gotten tremendously better, and if you allow this team to keep getting better, they said in the playoffs and on the road, when you have a good running game and a good defense, you can go a long way.
3: You saw what I saw at the very beginning of that game, trailing Burks on a post, and Tannehill hit him perfectly in stride.
5: Tannehill has time, fires deep downfield, he's got it to Burks!
3: As if to say, you're worried about Derrick Henry tonight? You're going to have to worry about this, too. Yes. And it really set the tone, didn't it? It sort of stretched that defense in a way that they did not expect to be stretched all night and created real confusion for a Packers defense that looked like they were starting to come around in the late stages of that previous game against the Cowboys. Let's talk about the Packers. They fall to 4-7. and seven.
5: Very disappointing
3: loss tonight for the Packers. They fall to the 11th spot in the NFC playoff picture. Technically, they're still in the hunt, but TD, it doesn't look good. They have the most difficult remaining schedule in the NFL. Is there still hope for this team?
4: I don't think that there's hope for this Packers team at this point. You know, just all season long, they've had offensive line issues. They've had issues with their receiving core. You know, Kristen Watkins seemed to be a guy that's stepping up and um, wanting to become a favorite target. But still, in games, he has times where he's still inconsistent. He's um, Aaron Rodgers gave him a great pass last night, and for whatever reason, he didn't go for it. And it's just one of those things that continues to frustrate Aaron Rodgers. And I think too often Aaron Rodgers doesn't get enough criticism either for the things that he's been doing in some of these games as well.
3: Aaron doesn't take criticism well. And people who don't take criticism well tend to steer those who might give them criticism away from doing it in the first place. Next up for the Titans, back to Nash Vegas for a game against the Bengals. That one should be fascinating. Next up for the Packers, on the road again to take on the Eagles. You didn't think it could get worse, Packers fans? Oh, you just wait. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, Thomas Davis Sr., who will now offer some very real hope to the New York Jets. Yes. Who have lost 13 straight games to their division rival New England Patriots. Now, let's be clear. When I use the word rival, that may not actually be the right word here. TD's smiling, and he should be. Rival is described as a person or thing competing with another for the same objective or for superiority in the same field of activity. And by that definition, yes, the Jets and the Pats are rivals. But rival also means to be or seem to be equal or comparable to. And that, TD, is patently not true, is it? The Jets aren't a rival. In fact, their arrival in the same competitive arena requires them to advance beyond merely competing and ascend being competitive and that's where you come in. You have a plan for gangrene to stop the rot, to stop the slide against New England. Step one, Don't skip on the sauce, please explain.
4: I need Sauce Garner to come out here and be saucy. The Jets are gonna need him to be (laughs) just that. He's been phenomenal all season long. This young rookie has come in and he's shown that he can have a Revis-like effect on the game. And what he has done is eliminated one side of the field with his play. But I need him to step up and take the football away and create extra opportunities for that offense. He can't just come out and shut the receiver down. He has to take the ball away to create extra possessions in order for them to win the game.
3: So, TD, the message to Sauce Gardner is clear. Your job this week involves at least one pick or perhaps a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. It's a tall order, and yet, if you look at game script, that may be precisely what the Jets need. Step two, due to Mac Jones, what Bill Belichick did to Zach Wilson in week eight. Who is gonna be able to do that?
4: Listen, it's gonna start with Quentin Williams and that D-line getting at the Mac Jones. In all of the games Mac Jones has played in, he's shown an ability, an innate ability, to turn the football over. So this Jets defense have to make him uncomfortable and the biggest person, no pun intended, the biggest person up front to get that done for the Jets is Quentin Williams. This kid has been playing phenomenally all season long. He's been a dominant force and he's gonna have to be even more of a dominant force in this game versus the New England Patriots in order to force Mac Jones into some bad decisions, which we've seen him have all season long.
3: We have. uh, Translation, Q, do you. Do you to the guy in red, white, and blue. (laughs) Step three. Paint a large red circle in the middle of every single Jets receiver's jersey or in lieu of that, due to aesthetic and regulatory restrictions, improve Zach Wilson's accuracy. TD, that sounds easier said than done.
4: Yes, Zach Wilson has to come out. We know Bill Belichick's game plan in their first matchup was to force Zach Wilson to beat them, take away the running game, and what Zach Wilson did in that first game was not good enough. He went out, he threw the ball to the Patriots defenders too many times. He has to be accurate in his throws. He has to take care of the football. He can't put that defense in a bad position. They've been performing well all season long. He literally it's not about just being a game manager though. You can't just beat this Patriots team by being a game manager and taking care of the football. You got to make some good throws. You got to be accurate down the field. You have receivers in place. I think Garrett Wilson is one of the the, the best up and coming receivers as a young rookie right now. He has a ton of ability, but he's going to need his quarterback to put the ball on him.
3: That is the three-step plan for the Jets. To stop this 13-game losing streak 13 against the New games. England Patriots, step one, that Jets secondary has to get saucy. Step two, that Jets front seven has to get nasty. And step three, Zach Wilson has to get more accurate.
4: I don't know how many games that they have played for an opportunity in those 13 games that they lost. How many of those games have been for an opportunity this late in the season to be number one in this division. I don't think any of them have.
3: I would hazard a guess, TD, that if you were asked for a four-point plan, your fourth point might involve the running game
4: for the Absolutely. Jets? They have to establish a running game despite what Bill Belichick is going to do. We know that he's going to load the box up. We know that he's going to come and devise so many different ways of forcing their hand but they have to figure out a way to get James Robinson and Carter going. They have to get those guys comfortable with what's going on. And like we talked about earlier in this segment, you've got to make sure that your defense is playing well and you're running the football well when you're on the road.
3: All four teams in the AFC East have a winning record through the first 10 weeks. Miami at 7-3, the Jets at 6-3, Buffalo at 6-3, and and the Patriots at 5-4. That marks the fifth time, only the fifth time, since 2002 that all four teams in a single division have had a winning record through the first nine weeks of a season. That joins the 2021 AFC North, the 2021 AFC West, the 2014 AFC North, and the 2008 NFC East okay TD before you head out on set to join MJ and Adam Rank and pick the rest of the week 11 games I want to pick your brain about a handful of those contests right here first starting with the Bengals and the Steelers Cincinnati coming off a bye the Steelers coming off of that home win against the Saints now Najee Harris breaks one into New Orleans territory and
4: breaks a tackle to get some more
3: Everybody started to think this is going to be the year that Mike Tomlin finally takes a losing season. Every time you even think that, Mike Tomlin shuts you up with a win out of seemingly out of nowhere. Does he conjure up another win against his division rival Bengals? They are 5-1-1 against teams coming off of a bye. That's a stat that startles me. Usually, it's the team coming off the bye that experiences the success. How do you see this one going down? Give me a winner. Give me a score.
4: I just think the Bengals have too much firepower. I, I look at, tragically, what Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon was able to do to my Panthers the last time that they played yeah, before was, they went on bye. They had rough. it clicking on all cylinders. So I see the Bengals coming away with this win, 23-18. to 18. And listen, TJ Watt, offered a resurgence to that defense to that football team the last time they went out and they played the Saints and this could be something that that they continue to to build off of but i just think that this Bengals offense is, has too much firepower um in particular the o, the old line played well against carolina so i mean we'll see how they do against TJ Watt
3: 23 18 there's such a game script in those numbers that you chose that feels rough it feels gritty it feels like there are Field goals, uh, maybe extra points missed or two-point conversions, yes. gone for and made or missed. We'll see what happens in that one. 23-18, that's how TDC's that one going down. Let's go to MetLife Stadium. Lions and Giants. Detroit coming off of that win over the Bears. The Giants with that win over the Texans.
1: Barkley again. Barkley
3: shot out of a cannon. The best player on the field, very likely Saquon Barkley. Let's not hand this win to the Giants just yet. The Lions are a tricky, tough out. Who wins this game, TD, and how?
4: The Lions are a very tricky, tough out, like you just talked about. Uh, offensively, I feel like they can compete with anybody when they are healthy. They've shown for the first four or five weeks of the season, they were the number one offense in the NFL. But I just feel like this Giants team, they have it. They have that, that, that tough, that grittiness, that never-say-never that never attitude. And all of their games have been close, but they figured out a way to get them done. Daniel Jones has, is out here playing for his NFL future. Saquon Barkley is playing for that big contract, and I just feel like the Giants are going to go out and win this game 26-16 and 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 just really solidify who they are as a football team.
3: TDC's a 10-point win for the home team, New York football Giants, 26-16 over the Lions. Let's go to NOLA. The L.A. Rams travel to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Rams, of course, lost to the Cardinals in Week 10 in the backup bowl. Now, Matt Stafford is expected to be back. The Saints are sending Andy Dalton back out there. NOLA is a tough place to play. No one knows that better than you, Thomas Davis. But here's my question. If the Rams were a 17-points-a-game team with Cooper Cup, hmm. TD, can you help us understand what they will be or may be without him?
4: I think we we saw what they were. You know, we saw how bad they struggled against the Cardinals, and I know Matthew Stafford wasn't there, but... Taking Matthew Stafford out of the game is essentially the equivalent to taking Cooper Cup out of the yeah, game. Exactly. I mean, if not more of a bigger loss than losing Cooper Cup, because we know how much Matthew Stafford loves to throw the ball to Cup. Uh, it's just about who's going to step up. And I think it's tough to really try to figure that out when you're playing a team like New Orleans in New Orleans. So I just know that um, them losing Cam Jordan is going to be a big loss for that team. But I know defensively they play extremely well at home. So I'm going with the Saints in this one, 24-10. 24-10, to, 10.
3: 24 to 10, a two-touchdown win, a convincing win for the bewildering Saints Against the disappointing Rams. Very, very disappointing. The defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams, according to Thomas Davis Sr., will go to New Orleans, a team that is hardly distinguishing themselves with wonderful performances in 2022, and take a 14-point loss, 24-10.
4: Ouch! Where is Aaron Donald? Where? Has Bobby Wagner been like coming into this season? I was so excited about Bobby Wagner being added to that defense. We all were, and like I I just don't know. I haven't heard anything from these guys. These are these are going to be first ballot Hall of Fame players that are not leading this team right now, and that's so disappointing to me.
3: Uh, I take no joy in saying this. Here we are, no more than a pitching wedge from SoFi Stadium, but the LA Rams are on pace for an historically poor performance as the defending Super Bowl champion. Now, the one nice thing, every Sunday is an opportunity to right the wrong. TD could be wrong, but I'm not gonna argue with that pick. 24-10 sounds about right to me. (laughs) Let's go to Indianapolis. The Philadelphia Eagles took their first loss to the Commanders, to our Commanders. Punch me up. ah, now you you claim them. Colts gave Jeff Saturday his first win as an NFL head coach.
1: The Colts are gonna win? And Jeff Saturday is going to get his first career victory in his first shot as the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts.
3: Do they give him a second? Eagles at Colts on Sunday in Indy.
4: Who wins it and how? The the Eagles are going to win this game, and they're going to win this game big. And I think one of the things that we we noticed in watching the game versus Washington was how bad they missed Jordan Davis. Yes, they did. Jordan Davis... Um, listen, man, I've been following you since you were at Mallet Creek High School in Charlotte, North Carolina, but right now... And where did he end up uh, going to school? uh, The University of Georgia, we know that. Indeed. Um, But just literally just watching, you know, how Washington was able to control the line of scrimmage against that Eagles front was very, very surprising to me. And Jordan Davis had done a phenomenal job, but I think the fact that Philadelphia just this week have decided to go out and sign Limbel Joseph. They decided to go out and add Ndamukong Suh to that defensive line really speaks to how they feel about what happened in that game. So this is going to be a real, real strong bounce-back game for them, um, and they're going to derail this whole Jeff Saturday thing that's going on right now. So 30-17 Eagles is how I have this one.
3: And finally, TD, I want to get your thoughts on the Monday night game, the final game of the international slate this year. It should be a wonderful venue in Mexico City, the 49ers taking on the Cardinals. Now, we would have circled this game very early before the season as a game to watch in that NFC West. Now, it still is a game to watch in that NFC West, but for very different reasons. Cardinals somewhat disappointing, although coming off of that win against the Rams. 49ers started the season disappointing fashion. Trey Lance, of course, goes down. Jimmy G reassumes the mantle of leadership. And here they are with many people saying they have the best roster in the NFC, possibly in the NFL. It's time for them to prove it. Do they prove it in Mexico City against the Cardinals?
4: 24 18 49ers, Kristen McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, and the. How do I say this? the surgence of Brendan Ayuk has been totally phenomenal. To yes, me. he has. Love watching the maturity of this kid, love watching him grow. And when you have guys that play the way that that Kristen McCaffrey plays, the way that they're utilizing Debo Samuel right now and, and Kittle I just think that this offense can eventually become one of the best in all of football if they continue to excel at the rate that they have.
3: If Brandon Ayuk gets six or more receptions and 80 or more yards on Monday, he will tie a couple guys by the name of Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens for the longest such streak in franchise history at five. That is no small feat. Well played, young fellow. We see you out there. Keep doing what you're doing
4: in great company man that's for sure we will finish off
3: our preview for monday night football by hearing from a man who is quite clearly a professional wrestler disguised as an nfl tight end a guy who in my estimation is straight winning the nfl game why because he never forgets to enjoy himself that man is george kittle he's in the hot seat mj is applying the heat
6: i wanted to ask you about the significance of this game in mexico oh yeah before the last game in Mexico, I remember I brought to you a gift from the Lucha Libre fans, which you did. was their own custom
7: Yes, mask. you did. I still have it.
6: What about it attracts you to it? I mean, other than like the WWE.
7: I just, I like the mask. It's yeah. like your hidden identity. It's kind of like your alter ego, your superpower. And I'm big into alter egos. And so I just kind of connected with that. The style of wrestling was just so, it's so fast. There's no slow time. They're flipping over the ropes. They're doing cartwheels, backflips. And the whole, like a match will last like five minutes but there's not a single stoppage of action. And so I thought that was really cool. And uh, that's where I first saw Pentagon Jr. Who's the guy whose third down celebration I use. Throws over the middle and it is caught for the first down by George Kittle. Boy, they needed that. Shanahan
6: was talking about Christian McCaffrey and how he's really getting integrated into a team, but he says he's all business. He's locked in on football all the time. So CMC comes up and he's, you know, talking ball. And suddenly we see him start laughing out of nowhere. And we're like, what? He's like, George just walked in. we're like, yes, of course. Of course, that's what cracked the wall there.
4: Sorry, I got a guy over there.
6: Personally, I've been to many facilities, been around many teams, and I've just never seen a locker room like this one. Thank you. Good
7: game, buddy.
6: What is so special about the culture of this team?
7: Everybody knows each other. I mean, you don't just have like, Titans don't just sit in a group and talk. The wide receivers don't just sit in a group and talk like everybody kind of mingles guys are just Interacting all the time and guys genuinely like each other and off the football field We do a lot of stuff. Coach Shanahan does a great job The Nines do a great job of getting the guys together off the field our wives girlfriends together off the field So just everybody knows each other and you just have this uh, Relationship off the football field. And I think that really helps, um, you know, you want to play for guys that you really enjoy
6: So I'd love to play this for you Let's see if we can get this
7: okay, George
3: So my nine-year-old son, Ben, is a huge fan of yours. He, in fact, wears number 85 in flag football Mm. because of you. He also named his fantasy football team after you, my friend, Kittle Skittles. That's what they're called, and they are crushing it right now in first place. What would be your pep talk to him
7: or to anybody else out there that has Kittle in the fantasy football name? Oh, wow. First off, thank you guys so much. (laughs) Um, there's a lot more touchdowns and yards coming your way. I will say that. I love it. Be excited. Second half of the season. Things get hot. Things get spicy. Yards, touchdowns, yak. It's gotta be a good showing out there. And just make sure, uh, you're taking care of your players. Give them rest when they need it. Um, <clears throat> we hear your DMs. We see your DMs. Oh. Uh, it's okay. We're trying our best out there. We don't need any more motivation, but thank you so much You guys say only the nicest words never had a mean DM before in my entire <laughs> life. You guys are doing great Thank you so much and coach out. Uh, we'll get you some points here this Monday ah!
6: This team is giving me deja vu of, right what? Now. of last
2: season <clears throat> because it was
6: right around this time around week 10 week 11 when you guys went on this run winning seven of the last nine games yes going all the way to the postseason culminating in that nfc championship game yes are you getting that feeling once again
7: it's definitely not the exact same we definitely have different players but we have a lot of similar guys in this team we have our core uh core guys from last year and i know that we're playing at a high level we're going to continue to play at a high level and you know i think there are similarities to last year and we're definitely we won two in a row which is awesome going for three and i think that the best thing that you know, I've heard. I've heard Trim Williams say it. I've heard Jimmy G say it. I've heard Ayuk say it, Like, we're focused on this day, like this game, and that's all that matters. And having that mindset, and um, I think, has been very beneficial to us as well. And so we're just excited about this opportunity to play in, in Mexico in front of, uh, I think it's 82% of the tickets are yep. being sold to the Niners um, because the faithful are oh so great. And so we're just excited to get out there in front of all those fans and just – it's going to be such an atmosphere, and we're all so excited for it.
6: The Niner Gang in Mexico City is no joke. I've no, it's seen not. i it in real life. I'm
7: pretty excited.
3: We interrupt this podcast for some fantasy advice for all of you who have to make do without the services of bi-week casualties like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. And, of course, those of you who are already dealing with the absence of the injured and the unguardable Cooper Cup. Fear not. Adam Rank has a fantasy planet wide receiver in this edition of Fantasy Hot Sauce. Adam, take it.
1: I need a better introduction. Where's the clue? On a Friday night. It is waiver wire hot sauce. Cooper Cup is out. Hopefully you started Christian Watson last night who delivered 20 fantasy points. Sorry, EY, but here we go. We'll start off with the mild but flavorful, and that is Kadarius Tony, recently Ooh. acquired from the New York Giants. I know it's an age-old story. Somebody fails in New York and has to go to the Midwest. Wait, does that to go the other way? It doesn't hey, matter. Hey, hey. Travis Kelsey <laughs> has...
8: i got a personal affront from that, being from
1: Michigan. Same, same. Listen, I know you <laughs> on the shores of Lake Erie have had a nice, triumphant story, and Kadarius Toney could do the same thing this week against the uh, team that he's playing. Why Let's am I go. blanking on... Forget it, it. It doesn't matter. There it goes. All right, let's oh, go. Okay, bad. good Let's get spicy. Stop it, stop it. I'm thrown this off. Dangerous. Uh Spicy. We're going to go with Nico Collins because it appears Brandon Cooks has been trying to leave the kitchen. Nico Collins is ready to break out like that simmering salsa where you dip in a few chips and you eat it and you're like, this isn't that hot. Then a minute <laughs> later, like, oh, this is too warm. I don't need water. I need horchata. Get him into your lineup this week. He is going to be one of the most targeted receivers. The most targeted receiver. Okay, Oh, nice. oh, okay. nice. You happy Girl,
4: now? Rick. You happy now? Let's go three alarm. do Three
1: alarm, Paris Campbell. And I know you're thinking to yourself, Adam, that's a tough matchup. Yeah, Adam. hence the three alarm designation. The Philadelphia Eagles have allowed just two receivers to top 70 yards this season. But when you look at what he has been able to do with Matt Ryan at quarterback, three consecutive games with 18 fantasy points, and he's really just an extension of the run game. With that pass rush, Matt Ryan wants to dump the ball off on those short passes to Paris Campbell. So this week, you can feel safe starting him.
6: <gasps>
1: That's a good great one. throw. El great. Diablo. Oh my so gosh. It is time for El Diablo. And it is going to be Justin Watson. Oh, yeah, this goes for everybody. Oh, you were on your Twitter machine. It's still working, right? Anyways, for now. you're like, oh, Kadarius <laughs> tony has been gone from my league for six weeks. Fine. Go pick up Justin Watson, smart guy, going up against the L.A. Chargers, a team the Chiefs have had great success against, especially in Los Angeles. Patrick Mahomes, eight touchdown passes in his last three games against this team. He is going to be throwing touchdowns to random players you've never heard of. One of them is going to be Justin Watson. Get him in your lineup. And that was the waiver Wire hot sauce, and that is how you bring the heat.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and today I am joined by Thomas Antonio Davis Sr. But at this moment, it is time for the two of us to hand the mic over to our predictive analytics expert, Cynthia Freeland, who has surprisingly high point totals for two Sunday games. She has Sunday stat projections for the elusive and electric, the violent and versatile Justin Fields. She's got a stat line to bank on for Niners' new boy and triple threat Christian McCaffrey. And she has surprisingly bad news for fantasy managers of the phenom, the freak, the normally good and gritty... Justin Jefferson, MJ, Sin, the floor is yours.
6: Let's start with a little combo here for more or less with Justin Fields. More or less, Cynthia, than 200 passing yards and 50 rushing yards for the young QB.
8: Okay, so I know he has a big rushing streak going. However, I'm going to go more for the passing. I have 211 and less for the rushing. I have 44 in that matchup. Why? He's got a better pass-catching situation. Chase Claypool. Not just Chase Claypool, but also drawing away the coverage for Cole Komet. You need to get that tight end in your lineup if you don't already have him. Justin Fields will throw to him. Those corners are not there. This defense is vulnerable in that way. So I think Justin Fields, more on the passing, less on the rushing. Cole
6: Komet, I do need a new type. <laughs> All right. Justin Jefferson with that grab. We just saw more or less than 100 receiving yards for him. 100-yard game? Okay. So this secondary
8: is far more tough than the one he saw last week and that would be the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. secondary so I have less than 100 yards just a measly 96 <laughs> I mean that's and thunder. seven receptions and a touchdown you know a real real paltry day for him not yeah, quite as good as last year just kidding but yeah. it's still a great day for him but I think this defense has the opportunity to pressure his quarterback more and back it up in the secondary more so in my estimations here only 96 only 96, and
6: mind you they will be watching him very they know, closely. they all know exactly They've been ready we all week. Trayvon Diggs is like, yeah, no, absolutely uh, not, not Absolutely not. It. All right, last one for you. Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Will he have more than fifty rushing yards and fifty receiving yards? Okay, so we're gonna go one of one and one of the other one here. I think he's okay.
8: gonna have more rushing at sixty-two yards okay. and less receiving, just forty yards in the pass catching game. Now, when you look to see where the vulnerabilities of this defense that he's facing is, and you'll be seeing them firsthand. The, yeah, yeah, you will the opportunity to run is greater. That means there's less opportunity to turn over the ball. You know what Kyle Shanahan does not want to happen? Yeah, turnovers. And I think running on the ground between him and Elijah Mitchell will be the way to do that.
6: And I think it's, so it's more and then less. Time to predict the points. Let's start with our TA game of the week. Cowboys-Vikings, we heard what the fans thought. Over under 48.5 points in this one. So I have 25 to 24,
8: which is 49, which is more than 48 and a half. And I have the Cowboys winning (gasps) this matchup just so I can go on record with that one. But just the one point win, which means it could be
6: even higher in a game that forecasts to be very, very closely fought. It was hard to pick this one. I'm not going to lie. What about Chiefs Chargers? Over under 51.5 points in this one. Well, this
8: this one's interesting because they're getting some playmakers back for the Chargers, so uh-huh. they can keep up their end of the bargain. I have Chiefs winning it 31-23, to 23, meaning 54 points, which is
6: more, so a nice ah. high-scoring game over next door as well. <laughs> this is an interesting one. Bengals Steelers over under 40.5 points.
8: Okay so I have the Bengals winning this one 24 to 21 DJ Reader is back mm-hmm. I think we see a nice strong game from actually both sides here yeah. so more points 45 so a lot of uh, you get points for four, you four, get four. Points.
6: gets all the points this week i love it thanks for that sin okay it's time to hear it for every
3: remaining week 11 game we have winners scores included mj rankster and td you two get in there make us proud and listeners as always
1: please use this information wisely
6: let's start with eagles Colts. rankster
1: who you got well, I want you all to go the other way because I'm going to take the Eagles 34 to 20. Yeah, in right. Well, you know sure. what? Actually, the last couple of times that a team has started off eight 0 and then gone on the road after they lost that initial game, mm-hmm. they've lost that second game.
4: Hmm. But they weren't facing Jeff Saturday. John, so Mike, I'm, I'm in. Correct. Yeah, and they oh. weren't the Eagles either. Rank the Eagles. Coming off of that loss to Washington, what did they do? They knew that they had issues after losing Jordan Davis in that run game, so they went out, they signed Sue, they signed Livelle Joseph. Mm-hmm. They are shoring up that run game. They're going to whoop the the Colts pretty badly, I, is what I think, and I went 30-17 to 17 with that. Very yeah.
6: I saw that yeah. in Dominican Sue uh, news yesterday for me in Rappaport, and it just said... Okay, yeah. I see you, Eagles. Yeah, I'm rolling yeah. with the Eagles too. 32 to 20, the final score. All right, we just talked about this. You just broke this down for us. Uh, TD yes. Jets, Patriots. Ranker, what
1: do you got? <sighs> uh, I got. I got to go with the Patriots, <laughs> and I think it's going to be low scoring. I got the Patriots winning this one, 17 14. There's a reason why they've won 13 consecutive games yep. against the Jets, and it's the mastery that Bill Belichick has over these young quarterbacks. So I, I just look at Zach Wilson. Versus Bill Belichick is such a monumental mismatch. Give me the Patriots.
4: Listen, if they listen in my three-point stance, then the Jets will have a chance, but I don't think that they're going to listen. So I'm, think, I'm saying that the Patriots are going to win this one 18-13 to because of Bill Belichick. Not, not a blowout. I just don't think that the Jets have what it takes to be number one in that division right now.
6: Fair enough. Well, I'm yeah. going to clip that segment. I'm going to send it to Zach Wilson directly oh. because I'm taking the Jets 24 oh, 24. Okay, MJ, 24
1: oh, you don't. Oh, okay. I'm uh-huh. taking the Jets. This is one of the ones. This is where you think go. you're going to make separation. up some ground? I hope. All right. Panthers
6: Ravens rank. What do you got?
1: You know what? I still really like the Ravens as they're now going to be kicking off a stretch of games where they have the easiest strength of schedule. Over the next half of the season, last year they were, what, three and seven after the break They did not perform well. But when you wait, look at the way that the schedule is matched up for them, I think they have an opportunity to not only win the AFC North, I think they have a real opportunity to be the number one seed
4: in the AFC. Frank. Listen, the sometimes the football gods absolutely show up for you, and I need you guys to do that for me <laughs> right now. I just saw where Lamar Jackson was questionable. hmm and I'm picking my Panthers to win this game, 24-21. to 21. Thank you. Listen, if Lamar is not there, that definitely increases our chances.
6: Let me tell you something. The one time that TD did not pick the Panthers, they I won. Know, yeah, I know. It's, I it's know. gone very well for him.
1: He knows. He is the Panthers' whisperer. Right? He is, but I'm Got still
6: it. taking the Ravens here. 28-21, the final score. Ian also said that they do expect Lamar to still start yeah, on Sunday. Browns Bills playing oh. in Detroit. Rank. Oh,
1: this is a tough... I, I think this is actually a very tough one, but I'm going to go with the Bills 30-28. to 28. I know a lot of Bills fans are a little bit apprehensive and they're a little scared right now, but remember, there was a stretch of games last year where the Bills just weren't playing their best football. Then they finished up the year going 4-0. The Bills are going to be just fine. They're going to get right against the
4: Browns. It's all good. I actually think that this helps the Bills with mm. Josh Allen not having to play in those elements. Sure. he will be inside... He don't have to worry about no. He don't have to worry about snow. He don't have to worry about rain. He'll be able to throw the ball way more effectively, and hopefully he'll yeah. throw it to the right guys this time. Oh come on! And wow. they're gonna win this game, 27 to 13. Josh, clean it up, man. Yeah. clean it up. Yeah.
6: he get there. He knows what's up. He knows what he needs to do. And I'm I'm rocking with Bills Mafia this I oh. Have the Bills 27 to 20. Don't say that, Rankster. No, I didn't know. The way
4: you were leading us that way, I'm no. like, oh. I wasn't even
6: trying to be elusive there. I really was. Okay. Niners or Cardinals? Who's winning in Mexico City?
4: Listen, we just talked about all of the guys. We talked about C-Mac. We talked about Kittle, Debo Samuel, Mm. and Brandon Ayuk is playing phenomenal football right now. So I got to go with the 49ers 24-18. to Yeah, I like that 49ers team. All the talent they've got there with George
1: Kittle, Debo. CMC, They're like a trios that could face the elite. And, uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to go 49ers, 31-24 in this one. I think the Arizona Cardinals have had some trouble stopping teams, stopping players. And I, and speaking of George Kittle in particular, the Arizona Cardinals over the last number of years have traditionally struggled against tight ends. I say a monster game for George okay. Kittle.
6: Uh, he's ready. You heard his, his shout out to every fantasy order there. He's ready to, not just to step up, because I don't think it's a lack of stepping up. They've just been spreading the ball around. I do have the 49ers 28-20 to in La Ciudad de Mexico. All right, Commanders Texans is our next one. Thomas?
4: And Taylor Heineke, we trust. Um, Heineke has shown up again, and he's shown up. We talked about this, MJ, if Heineke won that game, Mm -hmm. or if he continued Mm -hmm. to win, what was Washington going to do? And they made the decision. Heine, no, 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 no. This, yeah. That is not my home. Do not call that my home. I'm a Panther. But listen, I love what Heine is doing, man. I love when you have a player that comes, take advantage of an opportunity, and make the most of it. He's keeping Carson Wentz, a 30 million quarter 30 million dollar quarterback on the bench. Wow. I'm going with the commanders 24 to 17 in this game. Yeah, but stealing the gold chain bit from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it didn't work. It, out. I can't, I
1: wasn't I can't his do that. Idea, right? it it, you know what? For that reason alone. Give me the Texans. 1918. No, 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 no. no. Listen, I will tell you this. You win a huge game on Monday night against one of your divisional rivals. Then you have to go on the road and play a team that uh, let's be realistic. The Texans have one win this season, Mm -hmm. but it is very difficult in the NFL to get your emotions up week in and week out. That's why I'm going to be going with the upset here. And, uh, Mostly because I don't want to see the chain.
6: I was gonna say you All didn't. Right. You disliked the chains that much.
1: I like it on Kirk Cousins. That's his thing, Rank. You keep like, it. could you imagine like hey. if I went on some hey. other show and wore like a mink coat like Joan? Oh wait, I actually.
4: Just hey, keep making do personal that. picks like that. <laughs> That's what Black I Louis do. This, this working season. very well? I know for, this is our first TV. year
1: together. <laughs> this is what I do.
6: I pick I, the Bears every week. I love it. All right, I'm taking the Commanders as well. 27-21, the final there, Rank. I see what you're doing. Giving us a. Gotta make a little. A little upset alert preview. All right, time for upset alert. And the Cowboys are favored here. Are they on upset alert, Thomas Davis?
4: They are absolutely on upset alert. The Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings are playing extremely well. They are, they, oh they've they. won gosh. seven games in a row for a reason. 21-20 right. to 20 is how I see this with the Vikings winning this one. Now, Brad, you saw my pick last week, but the
1: magic is going to run out. Give me the Cowboys, 28-27. One of the things that goes underrated about the Cowboys. One point. Is, but, but listen, they get to the quarterback. They lead the NFL with 35 sacks this season. I think they have an opportunity to get after Kirk Cousins. I think the defense wins the day, even though it's sort of a high-scoring game. But give me the Cowboys.
6: I get went back closer. and forth on this one. Quite a bit, but ultimately I think the momentum continues for the Vikings. I oh have them gosh. winning twenty-six
1: yeah. to twenty. They're gonna win. <laughs> I don't
6: know. Yeah. All right, we asked you at home uh, to vote on this one as well. Let's see what the viewers think. Oh well, seventy-two percent of oh, you that's right haters. now have the Vikings winning. They're you know smart. what we just did, yeah, how right? How we just gave haters. the Gowboys that much more.
4: Motivation and we know how many Cowboys yes.
1: fans there are. Yeah, yes. there's there's wow. 25% of the NFL fan base is Cowboys wow. fans. That's why they had 25% of the vote. Mm. Everybody, no, your, am I wrong?
6: Let's get an earbag like, bag, though, um, Adam. Let's go Bears-Falcons, but we're starting with TD. Who you got?
4: Rank, cover your ears. muffs. <laughs> I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going with the Bears. <laughs> oh, there it is. 24 to 17 in this, this one with the upset. Answer? Yes, this is an upset. I've, I've watched this Falcons team, but I've also watched Justin Fields and the maturation process, process that he's had since their bye week. And like I said last week, I believe in Justin Fields, yes. but I get a little worried about the defense. But I don't really have to worry about that with this Falcons team. They don't Fair. have much of an offense. Right. They're so. going to be fine. The It'll Bears be are going to win this one, right? Finally. Thank you so much. Oh, you know what?
1: I'm glad we can be on the same page because you know I'm going to be picking the Bears in a huge win, 31-10. to 10. And by the way, this goes out... No, no, no. No upset. This goes out to the state of Georgia. What you've done to Justin Fields is inexcusable. This is a young man that grew up just out... Listen to me. He grew up just outside of Atlanta. And you forced him out of Georgia for Jake Fromm, so he goes up to Ohio State. And then you decide to draft kyle pitts and not only do you draft kyle pitts you now refuse to throw him the football justin fields is gonna come in there and run all over this team hey why okay.
4: did you have to throw georgia in there right? we I, have right. I, yes, so, did, I just I literally i like, about what georgia I mean, did but thank you for the history little...
6: lesson there i can't um like you know rank i'm so sorry but i'm gonna be petty this week because Please. recall that i was with you on the bears they had one job get us a dub and by mm, one I mean, point I mean, they didn't Mm. So I'm going to go Falcons, 22-20. I wish that I could trust you more, Chicago. Yeah. But I just can't right now.
1: Be that I'm way. That, you know what? Yeah. That hurts a one, here yeah.
6: and here. <laughs> it went deep. Um, all right, let's get to our next matchup. Ah, uh, Raiders-Broncos-Thomas. Mm. I know. I know.
4: This this was probably the toughest game mm. of all the games that we had 100%. to pick. Uh, I, I just don't know what we're going to get from this Raiders team. We know that they have a ton of talent. Russ is not cooking right now, so I don't know what's going on. But I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah. Why not? I'm going with the Raiders in this from 24 to 20. I still believe in Josh Jacobs. I know that he's a guy that can carry the load. Maybe they can ride his back all the way to a few wins the rest of the season. So I'm going with them. No, I agree with you. Like, the whole thing with Russell Wilson, I don't know
1: if the rest of his teammates are up on the Seahawks playbook yet or not, but so that's why I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, winning a close one, 31-29. It, it was a tough call for me, too. It, it, up until, you know, a couple of days ago, I was torn on this one, but I think the Raiders, I saw the emotion from Derek Carr, and how much it means to him to get back to winning. I think this is an opportunity for them to make a statement, and they will do it.
6: No question. I'm going to be a little more poignant Almost like when my mom was trying to make sure I did something right. You better, you better not lose this game, Raiders. <laughs> 27-21, the final in favor of the silver and black. See, we all agreed on that right. one. And finally, Thomas Antonio
3: Davis Sr. I want your opinion about something because as somebody who played in Carolina, you guys were in the crosshairs of some very turbulent weather quite often during an NFL season. I'm certain on more than one occasion it forced you to change practice schedules. It may have even forced you to change game schedules and game locations. We are seeing that happen this week in Buffalo. Three to six feet of snow has fallen on Buffalo, forcing the game that was supposed to be played at Highmark Stadium between the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills to be moved to Detroit, Michigan. My question to you is who does this benefit? The betting public, they're out there, they have moved the line which began at 8 and a half buffalo was prohibitive favorites going into this one the money as they say is moving in the direction of the cleveland browns do you agree that the browns now have the edge or does this help the buffalo bills who have an ailing secondary who have an ailing quarterback with that ulnar collateral ligament to go inside to a controlled environment does that help the bills Prove to us all yet again after a two game slide that we have the best offense and the best defense in the NFL. Who benefits from this? How do you see this one going down?
4: You know, whenever you have increment weather and you have issues that could potentially force you to not to be able to throw the football, you have to look at the running team and say that hey playing in the snow or playing in the rain or whatever the element could have benefited you and the Cleveland Browns are that team so for this game it's definitely going to benefit the Buffalo Bills Mm -hmm. by playing inside moving to Detroit because Josh Allen is going to be able to throw the ball around without having to worry about it raining without having to worry about snow and being able to hit Stefan Diggs Time after time is going to be huge for them. So I'm not sure why this line has shifted, but it's definitely going to play out in Buffalo Bills' favor not having to play outside.
3: You have played against the Cleveland Browns at home. You've played against the Cleveland Browns on the road. You've played against the Bills at home. You have played against the Bills on the road. Which fan base do you think is more likely to boss that stadium neither team is playing at home let's see now it's up to the fan bases do you think buffalo will be the loudest the bills mafia will they rule the day on sunday in the stands or might it be the dog pound the browns they travel well too
4: you know they definitely travel well and they are in closer proximity they are when you think about cleveland versus detroit but Bills Mafia, man, they, they are second to none in the NFL. I love how dedicated their fan base is. Uh, whenever you see things going on, they support their players. They support other teams' players. So I definitely love that. So I know the Bills Mafia would definitely show up in a big way, and I think that they're going to ultimately be the more dominant fan base because they should have more tickets slotted to their fan base than Cleveland will.
3: Okay, listeners, you heard TD earlier in the show pick the Bills to win this game by two touchdowns. 27-13, I believe it was. Yes, it was. So, he is a man of his word. This move from Highmark to Detroit benefits them. Will the Browns have something to say about it? Yes, they will. Will they have enough to say about it? Not according to TD. I want to thank today's very special guest, Thomas Antonio Davis Sr., You're a champ. We love you coming by. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. Always. Thank you. You are welcome here anytime. And we want to invite all of you listening to join us on Monday when we recap the best games, the best plays, the best players, and the biggest questions to emerge from week 11 in the NFL. Who tripped the baller alert and who just played their way in or out of the playoff picture? Till then, ciao for now. (laughs)